down the rabbit hole we'll go to delve into the nuances of the human experience through the lens of human design. Will you join us to explore these dimensions? If so, welcome to Portal, the human design podcast with your guides, Alyssa True and Cheyenne Sukowski. Lisa, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I am good. I've been up since 4 a.m. I watched. Did you happen to glance outside this morning and see the all the planets in the sky? You know, my uh, my grandpa sent me a photo in the newspaper, his oh. local newspaper. It has that to you know to look out for. So uh, I did not see it, but I will try to make an effort to see it. <laughs> so you can see it tomorrow morning. It was pretty cool. Yeah, um, that's awesome. It was uh, definitely perspective lending as far as just like seeing all the planets kind of like in a line around the moon mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. like, wow, we are so, so tiny. Yeah. Mind boggling. Yeah. It's cool when, um, too, like with like astrology and stuff, when you can look out and see the thing that everyone's talking about happening. Yes. I think that's like, it's a cool way to like connect it to reality absolutely agree with you like the reminder that the constellations are actually a map of the sky that yeah yeah it's not just like a totally abstract idea it's like oh yeah Saturn actually is like out there (laughs) Saturn exists as an actual physical body (laughs) which Um, Saturn would love that so (laughs) Saturn you're welcome father time thank you yeah um speaking of orientation Mm -hmm. today we're going to move through what portal is what Mm -hmm. is portal what is portal where does portal (laughs) even come from um for those of you listening this is the first podcast that cheyenne and i are recording together and i'm going to just take you through a brief overview of the flow of our conversation and then we will dive into the juice because we have lots to talk about don't you think (laughs) yes definitely (laughs) so first we're going to hear from cheyenne on the conception of portal what what inspired you, especially as a manifester who is here to inform us, um, <laughs> to make a human design app? And for those of you who are listening and you're like, excuse me, but what the hell is human design? You're in for a treat. We're going to talk <laughs> all about what human design is. And, you know, we're going to hear from Cheyenne first on that. And then we'll kind of introduce who is Cheyenne? <laughs> who is this body, this human, this, this consciousness in a physical vessel? And then you'll hear from me. Who is Alyssa? Um, what is portal and why make a human design app? So we're going to move through those concepts first and we will unpack all of that. That way, you know, what we're talking about when we say things like human design or the portal app. Um, and then from there, we're going to talk about why, why human design and that part, I'm not going to give too much detail on because I think that's where a lot of the juice of the conversation will get squeezed, so to speak. <laughs> and um, yeah, we'll start off with Cheyenne. I would love to hear a little bit about, first of all, before we even hear about who you are, where did this idea come from? Like, what was the unfolding of this idea for a human design app? Yeah, so, well, yeah, you and I met last year. Um, was that only last year? That feels like a long time ago. It was last year. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, and you kind of, you actually introduced me to human design on a more in-depth level and you did my foundations reading when we were working together. Um, and it was something that I started to kind of like 
work into my daily life, you know, in the most basic ways, because it's, it's a very complicated system, but just even knowing, um, you know, having a strategy to work with and a framework to kind of go off of. And I started to notice things changing in my life, um, for the better, I would say. And, um, and then after we worked together, you would pop into my head every so often. <laughs> at, I know, yeah. <laughs> and, um, and usually, I don't know, I started just having this thought that I was like, I, I should build an app with Alyssa. So I was also learning how to build apps. That's the other part of it. So I was learning how to build apps. And then you kept popping into my head. It's like every few weeks or, or so. And um, I didn't really know what that meant. It kind of seemed like nonsense to me. I was like, I don't know what app, <laughs> you know, so it's like, I don't know where that's going, but um, eventually it took it like probably about like six or seven months. And then finally one day I was, I was actually um, in Yosemite. That's where I live normally. And I was on my morning walk and I saw that you were posting about the transits and all of a sudden it was like, it felt like a lightning bolt in my head. It was like, oh, this is the app. <laughs> this is the thing. Um, and I think I, I messaged you right then. I was like, um, have you ever thought about like building a running app? And um, just like with the transits for human design and also, you know, the more, well, we'll get into more of what, what the app will really be, but you know, just the whole thing. And, um, and yeah, that was kind of, I guess the, the creation story of the app and you seem very excited. So from there, it's just, it has to happen now. <laughs> it is happening. It is happening. <laughs> Maybe not on the timeline that Cheyenne would like, but uh, <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> Challenges. <laughs> um, okay. So there's lots of words that y'all just heard. Cheyenne, thank you so much for sharing that. I think, you know, some of the words that I want to clarify and we'll get into this in just a moment, but you know, things like transits, if you're like, what is a transit or um, a foundations reading, these kind of things that for those of you who maybe are not familiar with astrology mm. or not as familiar with human design might sound like a whole nother language. And, you know, especially at the beginning of this podcast, both Cheyenne and I will be pausing sometimes to kind of define language that we're using because part of what we are experiencing in making this app is, is really the reality that human design is a language, is a system that extends understanding and perspective through language, wouldn't you mm -hmm. say? Yeah, I would agree. Um, and a lot of that language needs some defining. So if you if you feel us, especially in the first couple episodes, kind of pause and do this thing where we're like, let's tell you what transits are. That's what we're doing is ensuring that everybody's on the same page so that this podcast and of course the app, the most important part, can be clarifying because mm. no one needs more confusion in their life. I think we're <laughs> all on the same page with that. Definitely. Um, so before we get into defining those things, though, I want to just like tell you a little bit about who I am. And I would love to hear first from Cheyenne. Cheyenne, who are you? Like, what do you do in this world? <laughs> Such a big question, but yes. well, my name is Cheyenne Sukowski. Now, you know, my last name too. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, I guess the short version is, is that, um, after a lifetime of basically creating in different ways. I've always done art in different ways. Um, back in 2020, during the pandemic, when we all had a lot of time sitting around, <laughs> I, I got really interested in coding 
um, and kind of trying to like mesh the two worlds. So yeah, like the technical world and the creative, like imaginary conceptual world. Um, and that has brought me to basically a place where um, I'm currently, I've started up my own business and I, and I um, help businesses, you know, build out their website and their brand and, you know, kind of the full like conceptual creation of that. But something that also at the same time, I've been learning how to code apps um, because I think that apps are really, I mean, obviously like our phones are with us all day, every day. And it's just something that um, is very tangible in our day-to-day life. And we use apps for, for a whole multitude of different things. But um, I like the idea of building something that will bring you um, clarity like throughout the day in, in day-to-day moments. And I think that fortunately and unfortunately, our phones are something that like are, are, are always with us. So that, that can be a good thing. And, you know, sometimes a bad thing, but, <laughs> um, it, it kind of sounds like you're like going, all right, if the phone's going to be with us, how do we optimize its use? Totally. And how can you, I really like, I've read a lot about, um, basically designing in an ethical way. And that's a big conversation. I think that people are having right now with technology. It's like, yeah, what is the, what is the way to build something that isn't just like using people and creating addiction and like all these, like we could say negative things that none of us really want to experience with our technology. Yes. So I, I really like the idea of trying to build something that brings a positive outcome to people while using technology. Cause I personally believe that technology is, I don't think it's like inherently evil or inherently good. I think it's a tool. So it is what, what you put into it, you know, and the intention that you bring to like what you build. So that's, yeah, a kind of long way of saying that. Um, yeah, I basically Cheyenne is a person who's building, building stuff and imagining stuff and trying to bring it to life. (laughs) That's a very short answer. (laughs) I love it. That's amazing. That, and that is so how you feel. And it's, you know, for those of you, I don't know you super, super well, but I Mm -hmm. feel like just in the time I've spent with you, I've gotten to know you Mm -hmm. and you're such a human, Mm. you know, like you're not, for those of you who don't know Cheyenne, (laughs) you're not like a, yes, you're building apps and you're building website and helping people do design for their business and all this stuff. And you're also like so grounded in the natural Mm. flow of things and Mm. in your own body and in your own experience. And so I I really feel that's how you're bringing Mm. all of this together. Like just from my perception, um, which feels super in alignment with my values as well, which is why it was like an immediate absolutely yes I want to create an app with you right it's like I could feel that you were like I want this app to be human mm-hmm. to be usable by humans not by faces projecting consciousness onto a screen who have forgotten about their bodies and forgotten about their connection to the earth like that's something I feel from you so thoroughly yeah thank you and and I think that that is I mean obviously it ties so perfectly into human design because that's kind of the whole point <laughs> Yeah. So it's an interesting kind of problem to solve where it's like, you're building something that could take someone out of their physical experience. So then how do you build it so that it brings them back into their physical experience? And that's kind of an interesting, uh, which, you know, you and I are learning how to, (laughs) how to do that. And it, it takes a lot of, uh, figuring out, I think a lot of intention. Absolutely. A lot of intention. And that's where, you know, I think it is you and I, 
collaborating on this is kind of the perfect match because what I do in life mm-hmm. is, is, you know, I'm trained, first of all, my name's Alyssa. Alyssa Trube is my last name. Um, and I'm trained classically as a dietitian, but then in working with humans on their food, you very quickly realize that we don't eat in a vacuum, right? Like nothing exists in a vacuum. Um, as far as the human experience, like everything is so interconnected and that is how, that is where I teach from and why I was able to meld human design into nourishment. Mm -hmm right? Because like you just said, we're always like grounding back in. Okay. How can we ground back into our bodies while having all of the experiences that we have? Um, and you know, as that, as human design wove itself more and more and more into the work I did with humans into the coaching that I do with humans or the guidance as a projector, I like to use the word guidance instead of a coach coaching just brings up this like image for me of like holding a megaphone. Like, (laughs) are you listening to your response? (laughs) Yes, I am. (laughs) <laughs> and like the mirrored glasses you know what yes. I mean like the gym coach that like you can't ever see their eyes I need a whistle yeah totally I'll get you a whistle <laughs> watch out y'all your eardrums are about to get really messed up <laughs> now we won't do that to you um so yeah so you know working with humans and, and really seeing as far as the impl- the implications of and the implementation of human design really watching this incredible process that you kind of alluded to earlier um, of improving of taking the system of human design which is a tool it's a system that kind of orients us to our energetic bodies orients us to the mechanics of our aura the mechanics of our biofield like that feeling that you get when you're like all right you know what I don't know Alyssa and I don't know Cheyenne but I can already feel that there are subtle differences Mm -hmm. in their beingness or how you can differentiate between your best friend and your lover or your lover and a parent or a sibling and a teacher right there's just really subtle differences in everyone's beingness Mm -hmm. and human design takes those subtle differences and says hey based on the mechanics of your aura which is essentially calculated by way of tapping into planetary information um, and then calculating that information and getting a bunch of archetypes, both macro archetypes and micro archetypes and taking those macro and micro archetypes and going, all right, based on this, here is a strategy, like a very, as Cheyenne said, a very specific strategy that you can use to move through the world and decision make. Mm -hmm. And decision make based on an inner authority as opposed to decision make based on how you've been conditioned to by a religion or an education or, you know, parental figures who really meant well, but were also conditioned. So it it equips you with this sense of like inner authority and way to navigate the world using that inner authority, which moves people through a process of learning to become themselves. Mm -hmm. And in doing that, that process frees up an immense amount of awareness. Awareness because we all of a sudden don't need to use our brain to make choices. And instead we can really use our body and our body's process to make choices. So in watching people implement this system, what I started to notice was like, wow, this is actually truly Mm life-changing, not in the blink of an eye, but through the practice of it, it re it so reorients how we interface with the world. And so when Cheyenne reached out to me and said, Hey, Liz, how do you feel about doing an app where Mm -hmm. we can integrate this information into everyone's hands as they're holding their phone? I was like full 
are we swearing on this podcast? <laughs> so <laughs> full yeah. on fuck. Yeah. <laughs> full on. Why? Because our awareness is being influenced by so many things all the time. Mm-hmm. I think one of the best things we can all do for ourselves and for each other, honestly, mm-hmm. is to just one change how our where change how we're distracted. Yeah. Right? Notice how we're distracted. Change how we interface with information and start to really trust ourselves as individuals so that when we move into spaces like Instagram or Twitter or Facebook or the collective spaces where all of us are taking our distracted ourselves yeah collective places instead of being those homogenized conditioned people we can instead return to being like oh wait no I'm Alyssa in mm-hmm. all of my weird, quirky uniqueness that Cheyenne's learning day in and day out. I love it. I love it. <laughs> and you can be your weird, quirky, creative self. Yeah. And we can both show up and actually have the impact and the imprint mm-hmm. of who we're meant to be, as opposed to just bringing more chaos to the situation. So long story long, you all <laughs> realize that I am not brief in any way. Um, when you said, let's make this app, I was like, yes, this is the perfect combination because like you, I also have a process that's really creative and also really logical that comes mm-hmm. together and have watched, has watched that process really serve people, mm-hmm. not through my own knowledge, but through sharing the system of human design and then watching people's understanding mm-hmm. of their experience unfold. Yeah. So that watching my own understanding of my experience, of others, of experiences unfold in a way that's a lot more like an objective observer than someone who's like really emotionally tied and taking everything personally. Yeah. And I think also to your point, it's like, I think that the more people who can show up as themselves, it just makes it easier for other people to do that. You know what I mean? Like, I think that, I guess, I guess I think that there are systems out there that maybe, I don't know, people kind of take and then they focus on the other. Like they're like, if this person could be like this, then things would be better or okay, you know? <laughs> and it's like human design really reorients that. So it's it's about you showing up as yourself. And then I think that people can really feel that if you're being aligned and authentic to like who you are, then it just gives permission to everyone else to also do that. And that's kind of the the blessing of it, I think. <laughs> So well said. So well said. So if you're listening to this right now and you're like, well, actually, let me ask you, because 70% of you have an immediate yes, no response to this. So do you want to be more yourself? Do you want to feel what life feels like moving through the world more you? Such a straightforward question. Such a terrifying question for many people too, right? Because it's like (laughs) something that I've encountered is hey, like if I'm more me and I'm rejected for that, that actually feels worse. Except the irony of it is that, and I'd love to actually hear your perspective on this, but the irony of it is that in my experience and from what I have watched as I work with clients is that actually the more you, you become, the more everything, be it rejection or someone longing for you or someone inviting you, all of it is actually just, it feels a lot more, um, impersonal in a kind of liberating way. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I think it's really interesting that 
like it seems safer sometimes. Okay. I'm not going to show up as myself and then I can't be really truly rejected, but in a way like you're just, it's like a lot of little micro rejections because you're, you're it's almost like you're never really going to get it right with other people certain people, you know what I mean? Some people will accept you. Some people won't. And so if you're not showing up as yourself, then you're just trying to like change who you are little moment to my moment to be accepted. But it's like, it's just a continual, yeah, not being accepted. And I found that the more yourself you are, the more people accept you. Mm. I don't know. Maybe yeah. that's just me, but. <laughs> no, no, I don't. I mean, something that's been a very consistent thread in my experience is that whenever I'm around people who are themselves, like reverently mm-hmm. themselves mm-hmm. in all of their strangeness, there's a comfort there. Mm-hmm. Like there's a feeling of being at home mm-hmm. with that person, not because they're perfect or yeah. special or, you know, whatever. It, it's not heady. It's actually more of just like an organic, like, oh, oh hey, <laughs> like we're humans and we're doing the best we can with what we've got. And, you know, that, that to me feels like a really good segue into, okay. So for those of you listening who are like, this is my first, second, maybe 10th time hearing about human design, but I'm still not really sure um, what I'm hearing about or what human design is. Cheyenne, I'd love to get your take on what human design is. It's a pretty long-term study of astrology and mm-hmm. also someone who uses human design. And I, I believe you also like for fun study like psychology and stuff like that. So I'd love to hear your take on what is the system of human design. Cool. Yeah. So so yeah, I guess I, I will start with just a brief overview of like how I look at astrology because I think it's important and that obviously human design is not obviously, not everyone knows, I shouldn't say obviously, but human design is built off of um, astrology and the I Ching and a bunch of other different systems. So yeah, I do think it's important, but I, so basically the way that astrology resonates with me, I like to think about it kind of from the Jungian perspective of like archetypes and of psychology. So if you're not familiar with that way of looking at it, it's like basically the idea that, you know, the 12 different signs are all archetypes that we have inside of us and the way that they kind of interact and like play with each other and present different challenges and different gifts and, and, and how that, um, yeah, basically creates a personality and creates a, creates a whole life. So I think, like believing that and kind of working with that way of looking at things, uh, it was pretty easy for me, actually the jump to human design, because I still carry that in, I think of, of how I look at it. And for me, human design is, it is still archetypes, you know, and, um, and it's a lot more nuanced and a lot more complicated than astrology, I think, but it's still like if you kind of extrapolate out you're still looking at archetypes and how they like interact with each other and then the cool part about it too is like depending on how esoteric you want to get you can also weave this whole like belief system into it you know so so I think that there's like a lot of room for um people who are on the 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 far end of the esoteric side you know and then people who are more like want something that's really grounded in kind of reality and psychology and that kind of thing. Like, I think it offers the whole spectrum. 
And like you've said, also, it's like, it, it's a tool and, and the tool, a tool makes it so that it's something that you can use in your day-to-day life, as opposed to astrology, where it's like a little more of this like conceptual thing that you can bring into your day-to-day life. But I think it takes a lot of work <laughs> and a lot of brain power to do so. And um, so it's a little bit less accessible in some ways, astrology. Yeah. So yeah, that's how I would kind of, that's how I look at human design. Yeah. I love that. I love, and I love how you started with the Jungian archetypes, because I think that that's something that that's the snag that usually gets hit is like, well, okay, where do we even get the meaning we're assigning to things in the first place? Right. Which is what makes astrology also, you know, which is also a tool, but what makes it less graspable because there's so many different interpretations of the different archetypes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I love that you started with that. Um, and you know, when I, whenever I'm talking about human design, I always say to people, like, it's a synthesis of multiple different systems. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes it, in my opinion, feel really accurate. And I'm doing air quotes <laughs> in the background here, <laughs> accurate where like truly, I mean, I cannot tell you the amount of people who I've done a reading for and they message me back and they're like, Alyssa, that was creepy. Like that was a little bit creepy. It kind of feels like you've been stalking me my whole life. And I'm like, thank you. Like, human design gets really specific as Cheyenne just alluded to. It, it, it pulls all of the archetypes down into these like incredibly specific micro archetypes, which just mm-hmm. lends um, a little bit more of let's say a little bit better entry point into understanding. And so when I say human design is a, a synthesis, it, it combines astrology, mm-hmm. the I Ching, the Kabbalah, the chakra system, and then the kind of thinking or concept of the fact, the opinion, I guess all facts are kind of opinions <laughs> all relative that we live in a binary. Mm-hmm. And within that binary, there's like the quantum experience, which, Mm -hmm. you know, we are blessed to have a incredibly intelligent science mind who we will have on this podcast. Yes. Um, Eventually. (laughs) I don't even want to like speak to that yet, but the person that did all of the most important things behind the scenes, our app wizard, (laughs) Mitch, listen to this. We appreciate you immensely. The app wizard. wizard. Um, But, you know, he can speak to that part of it better than I ever could but I love how human design takes that into account still this this the kind of concept of like black and white Mm. or no is Mm -hmm. or isn't you know observer observed on or off active passive um because it what it does is it in my opinion is that it grounds all of those systems whether it's the Mm -hmm. I Ching or astrology into a spectrum Mm -hmm. into yin yang into Mm -hmm. like it could be this or it could be that Mm -hmm. which of course, creates almost like a secondary data set or like way more information. But what Mm -hmm. it also does is remind us that we're human Mm -hmm. and that our experience is ever-changing. It's always oscillating. Mm -hmm. So in my opinion, human design is this system that takes into account all of these systems. It meshes them together in a way that I'm like, this is insane. Like (laughs) which you can, you know, look him up. He is the human that transmitted the system originally. Um, And with all of this information, what he was able to do is actually put together, not just a, hey, here's some 
relatively subjective archetypes that you can identify with or not. But also here is a way to take those archetypes and then create a strategy for you based on your energetic archetypes, a strategy that you can apply to your life in order to move through the world a little bit better, depending mm -hmm. on what your primary energetic type is. So human design, you know, some of the words you'll hear right off the bat with human design are these energetic types. There are a handful of primary energetic types. We have about 70% of the population are sacral beings, and those are either generators or manifesting generators. And people that are quote unquote sacral beings are people that have this consistent fixed access to life force, workforce energy in response to life, mm -hmm. right? So we've got these generator beings and manifesting generator beings. Then you have the next type, which is projector types. And these are about 20% of the population. Projector types along with manifestors and reflectors, which are the other two types, do not have access to sacral energy in a confixed, in a confixed, that's just- good. <laughs> That's a good word, I like that. <laughs> All right, y'all, yeah, we've just added a word. If you hear me say confixed, it means consistent fixed access. Um, projector types do not have consistent fixed access to that sacral energy. And therefore they have to learn how to do things efficiently. But that's also, you know, that's a, a subset of the projector, which the projector does not have a motor to the throat. So they're not the manifestor type, just 10% of the population. The projector is someone who actually has to kind of metabolize the energy of the other or the experience in order to then take the metabolites, the small pieces, the understanding, and be able to guide the other based mm. on what they've metabolized when they are invited. Mm. Then we've got the manifestors and the manifestors are here to inform us. They're here to, you know, initiate and inform and impact us. And, you know, they're 10% of the population, which is not very much, but their, their impact and their aura is really big. And so they're here to be, you know, they have this motor motors along with the sacral are these energetic centers. If we're looking at the chakra system, um, we'll go into that in another episode detail wise, but they're, they're energetic centers that have a process and in that process make energy. And so manifestors have a motor to their throat. So they're able to like in the now take this creative energy, this motorized energy and like literally manifest through mm. informing people, through initiating people. Um, and then we have reflectors and reflectors are about 1% of the population and they have no definition at all. So if you look at a reflector body graph, it's completely open or white. Defined centers have color to them. And reflectors are here to be a mirror. If you meet a reflector and you, you know, you, you, what, you, what you end up experiencing is yourself or mm -hmm. the environment that they're living in or the system that they're working in reflected back to you. Now, of course they are human as well, um, but every type has a different archetype and every type has a different strategy and inner authority. So really quickly, just to like briefly touch on it, because I'm sure you're going to hear us talk about this the rest of the um, episode as we talk about understanding. Generator types just have, you know, a strategy to respond in the now, like yes, no, yuck, yum, um, uh-huh, uh-uh response from their sacral, which if you're a generator type or someone you know is a generator type, just start asking them yes, no questions. And you'll really quickly 
begin to see this arise. Cheyenne, have you had this experience with someone you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's kind of wild. You can, you know, you can, I had this experience with my husband um, where when I found out he was a generator type and that he needed to be asked yes, no questions so that he could respond from his sacral center. I started to learn a lot about how, when I said things like, oh, where do you want to go for dinner tonight? (laughs) He just looked at me like, I had five heads, how that was not the right question. And instead I should have been saying, do you want to go out for dinner tonight? Uh-huh. You want to yes. get, uh-uh. You want to get sushi? Uh-huh. You want to have drinks? Uh-uh. Oh, okay. Are you sure? Uh-huh. Right. And these like immediate responses that were so clear because they weren't getting run through his brain or, or provoking mm-hmm. think, right? So they were instead just provoking the body wisdom. So that's the generator type. And that goes for manifesting generators too, but they either have a motor to their throat, like manifestors or a sacral connection. The sacral motor is the most powerful mm-hmm. consistent motor to their throat. And so they not only have this, this response, but they also are encouraged to kind of pause envision, and then inform because mm. their process happens so fast. Mm. They don't do those things. They can get really frustrated if they get mm. interrupted. Mm. Projectors the invitation for project, or excuse me, the strategy for projectors is to wait for recognition and the invitation. We'll talk about why in a later episode. For manifestors, the strategy, Cheyenne, would you like to share it? <laughs> I'd like to inform you of the informing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Precisely. Just in case you missed that, <laughs> the strategy of a manifestor is to inform. Yeah. It's to inform. Um, and the strategy of a reflector is to wait a lunar cycle. So I know now your curiosity is peaked and we're not going to talk about that anymore. <laughs> if it comes up organically. We'll talk about that in another episode, or you can download the portal app and learn There you go. all about it. <laughs> Hashtag ad. Um, <laughs> shameless ad. Um, so yeah. So essentially when you start learning human design, what you are first equipped with is the strategy and the strategy once you start following it is actually what catalyzes the deconditioning process and in my opinion I'd love to hear from you on this Cheyenne in my opinion it's following that strategy using your inner authority which I'm not going to go through those because they're different per type per microcosm within the types but following that strategy and using your inner authority really brings you like nose to nose with how you've been conditioned. Mm. And in doing that, it it kind of opens up this whole box of understanding of like, wait, who am I as Mm. an individual? How do I be more me? And what is my conditioning? So what has been your experience with that? Yeah, it's really interesting. I think so from like the manifester perspective, which I am a manifester. Um, you, yeah, your strategy is to inform, but I think also below that, like, and this is something, if you get more into human design and, uh, something I've been, uh, listening to and reading about recently is like manifestors actually like their strategy of informing is kind of almost like a political thing. It's like letting other people in on what you're initiating, but you're, it's not actually like a body mechanic um, strategy like the other types have. So it's interesting that like, I think for manifestors or at least in my experience, um, the first, I, I think you could almost say the first strategy is actually to initiate. And I think that depending on your conditioning 
you might have different levels of like how natural that feels to you. And I know like for me in my just childhood and growing up, I find that it is actually difficult for me to initiate because of the resistance that I perceive is going to happen no matter what. Mm. <laughs> like I, it's, it's, it's hard for me to do it sometimes, sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes it's like, it's like, oh, I know this is going to be a problem in some way to somebody. And so that makes me want to not initiate. So it's interesting, like for me, I think informing actually comes fairly naturally in some ways, but the harder part is to actually just initiate and then let people in on like what you, what you're going to do. But what I found with informing is that it does help quite a bit with um, people just kind of accepting and getting on the same page as you. And there's less resistance than when I, when I don't do that. So um, yeah, it's been interesting to see, to watch, watch that happen where I have some anxiety about like informing somebody I'm like, Ooh, like, how are they going to take this? And then I'm just like, Hey, I'm going to go do this. And they're like, okay. <laughs> and I'm right. like, Oh, okay. <laughs> right, right. Something you just alluded to that I think is really cool that, mm-hmm. that like, you know, when we talk about conditioning, mm-hmm. conditioning happens, not just through like TV programs or newspapers or what you see on social media. We're also conditioned by people's responses to us. Right. Totally. And so what's fun about human design is that it's giving you a strategy based on the mechanics of your aura. Mm-hmm. based on your form I mean it's called the form principle and what Cheyenne just spoke to is like for manifestors it's not that their auric field is like I need to inform yeah it's more like their auric field is big and a little bit intimidating and very um let's use the word like focused or driven mm-hmm. once they once you guys wrap your mind around what it is you want to do or your heart around what it is you want to do your energy around what it is you want to do and so if manifestors don't inform, it's kind of this, like, <laughs> and they just start doing the thing. Mm. You either feel like you're in the way or you're slowing them down, or you've maybe done something wrong. Mm-hmm. Whereas the minute that a manifestor informs you that they're about to drop into their magic, you're like, oh, hell yeah. Mm. Like, please do, please do. Yeah. Can I actually help you? And the manifestor's like, yes, you can, or no, actually just back off or whatever the <laughs> thing is. And that is what we're referring to when we say like human design does allow for this kind of ease and understanding mm-hmm. because now you have been equipped. I've been equipped. Cheyenne's been equipped with how to utilize, like best mm-hmm. utilize the mechanics of her aura, my aura, your aura. Mm-hmm. And that's stuff that like we don't learn. So yeah. what I'm super curious about in your experience is like, were you conditioned to almost expect a less than optimal response to people before you started to inform them. And so you're kind of like, that's where that anxiety comes from. I'm shaking my head. Yes, by the way. Um, (laughs) Yeah, totally. I, I think that um, I I also think that like, so I think it's two part. I think it's like definitely like receiving negative responses from people Mm -hmm. who, who didn't, who weren't, um, I don't know, for whatever reason, they didn't want me to go do whatever it was that I wanted to go do or, you know, create whatever it was I wanted to create. But the other part of it is that I think that um, just, I think personally, like other people and other manifestors might be different, but I think, I feel like I'm very, um, I'm 
very other people oriented, if that makes sense. Like my relationships and like my friends and my, like the people that I'm in contact with are like really important to me. Mm. And so it's hard to like, it's, I think it's hard to mix those two things with like being a manifester and that, because there's always a sense of like, who am I going to lose if I, if I go this direction or if I start this thing, or if I want to do this, you know? And, um, and I think a part of that, like from just a growing up perspective is like just learning that like people do fall away and and things do change and that's okay. You know, Mm -hmm. like not everybody is going to be around for your whole life and, and that's okay too, you know? And, um, yeah, just kind of coming to terms with that. But yeah, I think like when I was a kid, like definitely felt that really strongly of like the urge to kind of keep everyone together, keep it, keep the tribe together. And then also like being like, well, I guess I can't go do whatever it is, you know, cause that might upset people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. As you all are listening to this, I also want to just bring awareness to the fact that you just heard a whole process get explained, <laughs> right? No, see, I yeah. mean, this is the freaking beauty of human design. It's like, as you start following, whether, whether you are a generator, an emotional generator, a manifester, an emotional manifester, an emotional manifesting generator, pure manifesting generator, any type of projector or a reflector, did I miss anyone? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> no matter what your type is, as you start following your strategy and your inner authority, what you start to do is understand, like understand your experience and make sense of your experience. Mm-hmm. And not that we always need to understand, Mm-hmm. Not that we always need to make sense of, but if you are reverently returning over and over and mm-hmm. over to the practice of being yourself, mm-hmm. then it makes it a lot easier when you understand how your mechanics affect the other and how their mechanics affect you. Because then instead of being conditioned by like the resistance that Cheyenne is talking about, or like the fear of losing people or anything, fill in the blank instead of being conditioned by that and then pivoting your behavior away from your organic natural behavior and into what you perceive other people want, which the key word being perceived, because Mm -hmm. you don't, we don't know unless someone explicitly tells us, um, instead of, you know, doing that and then acting from a place of conditioning, you're actually just being reverently true to your own experience and the legitimacy of your experience, which is quite hard to do, but exponentially easier to do when you have understanding, Mm -hmm. understanding of why or how, or what just happened. It creates this kind of grace. Has that been your experience? Yeah, totally. And I think it's like, I mean, I do think I agree that understanding isn't always important. Like they're just things that you won't necessarily like get to the bottom of, but I do also think that like, yeah, part of, you could say like the healing process or part of also just like I would say healing slash like deconditioning process is like the more that you can understand, it's like, you don't have to like it. You don't have to be like, oh, that was great. Like, oh, I'm so healed now. That was great. Like, no, it's like, no, like it wasn't great, but you understand it. And, and that to me, at least that has always been like enough in a way where if I can understand something, I can like put some distance between, I I don't have to take it so personally. I don't have to like torture myself with it I can just understand and kind of be like okay like that's how it is and yeah I think that I know I think it's interesting too like we both are like 30 ish 
Mm-hmm. And this is something that, um, which like you could probably definitely speak to um, also, but I find it interesting that I think like around this time is when people start really facing their conditioning mm-hmm. and start like going through this process of like, I mean, either they do or they don't, but it seems like pretty consistently around this time is like kind of when you're, you're faced with it, either like externally, or you have to go internally and like, really like sort it out. Yeah. Um, so true. So, yeah. So true. And yeah, I definitely can speak to that. And I also want to say, as we share, remember we're both sharing for, from the perspective of it is, or it isn't it's true Mm -hmm. or it's not right. Mm -hmm. It's we never, ever, 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 whether you're listening to us on the podcast or you're using the portal app, we never want you to feel like we're trying to define your experience. Yeah. This is like human design. And the reason, the reason we're both really passionate about human design and human design getting onto your phone in a way that's conceptual and dynamic is because it is, it lends you perspective. It can Mm -hmm. be used as signposts and markers and, um, you know, kind of gives you this ability to see things a little bit different. So if, if we say something and you're like, homegirl, listen, that is not my experience. You're, we want you to dive into that. If you're feeling resistance to something we say, or like a full body, no, Mm -hmm. please, by all means get dynamic in how you're perceiving it. And like, you know, reach out to us, make a note in your portal app when you're tracking your transits, like allow this not to be something you just blindly believe and accept, yeah. but allow this to be an experiment because that is actually the spirit of human design, which is to say, look, we're all different. This is not a belief system. This is a, a pseudoscience that you can try on and yeah. feel into and be like, Hmm, is this improving my life? And if not, by all means, throw it right in the garbage. Yeah. But if it is improving your life and it's allowing you to be a little bit more reverently you and understand other people a little bit better and create more ease and also potentially create more tension, right? Like there are certain things that start to come up as Cheyenne just said, um, when we look at our conditioning and we go, Mm -hmm. whoa, I'm conditioned to think that every single one of my friendships or my relationships need to last my whole life. Otherwise I'm a bad person. Right. And then you start practicing human design and you realize that your sacral as a generator is going uh, 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 to this person or this situation or this group. Well, okay. You ignore that sacral response. You're going to be frustrated as hell. Your whole life. <laughs> your whole life. No one has time for that. No one has time. Tell you a little secret. No one has time for that. So this is where like, this is actually what Mm -hmm. is so dynamic and transformative about human design and about the understanding that comes with it. It's not just like, Hey, we want to give you human design on your phone so that you can understand everything. It's, we want to give you human design on your phone. So you can start having consistency in the experiment that you do when you're following your strategy and authority. And then as you do your experiment, you're getting data, you're getting feedback. And that feedback allows you to understand a what's working for you and b what is not working for you. And then to go from there. Totally. Yeah. And I thank you for saying that. Cause I think that's so important. Like, and we've talked about this multiple times, but it's like the tendency, I think with humans just in general, it's really, really easy to like, you take a piece of information and then you make it your identity mm. and you don't, it's like, how much are you actually questioning that? And, and, and you know, checking with yourself and, and even after you make something your identity, how much are you willing to like change 
and grow. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. anyways, it's really important. I think also is like to not, um, not approach this in the way of like, oh, these people told me that this is me. And so now this is me. And there's like nothing like else. <laughs> it's just like, okay. And, and, and unfortunately, I think a little bit with like astrology, I think that that is the tendency where it's like, people tend to take on like, you know, like I'm a Pisces. And so that means this, and that's just yes. how it is. And it's like, you know, questioning, questioning, like, is that really how I am? You know? And yes. And also the other confusing thing I think is that there's so many different ways to talk about these archetypes. So like you could, let's say you go online and you're like, what does it mean to have a Pisces sun? And you get like all these different perspectives and then you're just sitting there like, okay, like what? Okay. (laughs) You know, I'm dizzy now. Yeah. 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 And, and, and it's kind of like, because you're doing this thing where you're externalizing your, your, um, your self-development, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. So you're like, you're, you're asking everyone else, Hey, tell me about me. Hey, tell me about me. Hey, tell me about me instead of checking in with yourself. And so it's like, yes, human design obviously is like an external framework, but our hope, especially with the app is to be able to like, turn that back on you. Like, it's always about you checking in with you. Like, Mm -hmm. here's some information. Here's a way to think about something, but like check in with yourself. Don't just search the internet for all the people who can tell you how to be you does that make sense ladies and gentlemen <laughs> everyone in between you were just informed by just emotional so... manifesting. yeah you'd like to give sometimes i don't realize i'm doing it <laughs> <laughs> no it's great it's great and this is the part of human design that is the quote-unquote no choice right like mm-hmm. you just got to be you mm-hmm. and my projector ass is going to agree with you and just say like yes question everything mm-hmm. and yes I have my personality son in the gate 62 and so yes that's going to be my tendency and that's a tendency that I've learned to accept right to be like hey part of my experience in being here is to question things mm-hmm. rather than being like I'm a cancer son mm-hmm. and that means I'm emotional and soft and <laughs> cool that's a part of it right right but I think what Cheyenne's speaking to here is like Yes, there's a lot of information. Yes, there's a lot of interpretation. Every single interpretation is subjective, mm-hmm. including your own, right? Mm-hmm. So like, how can you use the information that's out there and the information that's going to be on your portal app and do exactly what Cheyenne just said, which is check back in with yourself and say, how does that land for me? Does that mm-hmm. even feel true right now? Mm-hmm. And what's fun is that instead of just having that reflection point, you'll also have that reflection point as you're moving through the process of following your strategy and authority, mm-hmm. which there's a lot of nuance in human design. There's a lot of detail. If you are new to the system and if you are not new to the system, regardless of where you're at in your human design experiment, I want to just say this very loud and clear. Like if you were reading this, it's all capital letters. It's bold, it's underlined and it's italic, like super annoying. Following your strategy and authority is the most dynamic part of human design. And so part of what Cheyenne and I have really talked about, and especially from Cheyenne's perspective, because she is the one doing the design of the app, is how can we encourage people to follow their strategy and authority and get into the habit and the practice of going, oh yeah, no wonder I'm feeling bitter as a projector. Mm -hmm. I didn't wait for the invitation. Mm-hmm. I just like rushed right in with my intention and my, you know, big picture views 
And I told them what I thought that they needed to hear and they weren't ready to accept it. And I got rejected mm. and I just wasted all of that energy that I didn't even have in the first place. <laughs> Tell someone something that they didn't even want to hear. Right? Yeah. Cool. Cool. That's not bad. And that's not failure. Yeah. When you check back in with yourself, what that is, is really valuable learning, mm-hmm. right? Like really valuable learning of like, okay, cool. That didn't work. And how do I know it didn't work? Well, cause I feel like shit right now. And yeah. because no outcomes that I desired actually happened. Right. Yeah. You're actually, you're like, oh, I, yeah, you think something, this is the way to get, you know, get from point A to point B. And then suddenly you find yourself at point C and you're like, what? <laughs> like, and then it's like, yeah, that's what's so cool about human design is because like, without that framework, you could spend your whole life at point C, just like living over in point C, looking at point A and point B, like this was my intention at like every moment, every relationship, every turn. It's like, why is that? Why is that not happening? And like, yeah, I mean, that to me is just like, it's tragic, really, honestly, like to, to, to have that happen your whole life. And if, if you can even have just a little glimmer of understanding of why, and then even better, you have that framework and that strategy to like take you to from point A to point B, how you're intending. I mean, that's such a, yeah, that's such a blessing. And I also, I, I do want to say, I was going to say this earlier, but like, I think like you, I'm going to butter your buns for a second. So butter just, baby. just get, just get ready for that. <laughs> um, you like, I could say you're, you are probably the best person I've ever met at like living their design. Okay. That sounds really dramatic, but like, no, I'm actually surprised you said that because really to see how much I've overtaken on. (laughs) No, no, no. But I, and, and I'll explain why, why I think this. And it's because you're, because the way that I can exist around you Mm. is me. Does that make sense? So like, I'm like, and, and I know that like, sometimes I, one time you told me you were like, you're really good at informing. And I was like, "Ah, am I like, but I'm not, I don't think it's because of you. Okay. Does that make sense? You're good at, you are good at like being yourself. And then that lets me be myself. And then we go back and forth and there's no like friction. And we're just, we're just being ourselves. Yeah. And my point and, being that anyone can have this. It's not just me and Alyssa. I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? Me and Alyssa. <laughs> I mean, me and Cheyenne. It's just Alyssa and Alyssa. It's just Alyssa and Alyssa. That's really but, why it works. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's like, yes. just back to that, like, the more that you can live your design, the more other people can. And it just, and, and I'm not even saying on a conscious level, this is like, this is a like an energetic subconscious thing that's like yes. just around you. It's like, it's, this is how it is. Oh, and that is so like, that's, that's really special. I think. Thank you. Yeah. I, I'll accept that. I love butter and I love buns. So <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it all. Um, and yeah, so I have this saying, it's funny that you said that it's, it says, you know, I, or I always say, I'm like, you be you so I can be me. Yeah. And it's also obviously reversed, right? It's I'm going to be me. So you can be you. Totally. And I think that that is something that, first of all, thank you for that immense compliment. Mm -hmm. It's been a lot of years of learning how to not initiate. And listen, if you're listening to this now, which I still do initiate, but not like I used to, not like I used to, (laughs) um, 
if you're listening to this now, I want to just like pop this seed of awareness into your consciousness, whether you start watering it now or later. And it's that we've all been conditioned to be manifestors. Mm. Mm -hmm. Societally, we like really pat on the back and applaud initiation and, and this kind of like drive forward and manifest and manifest and manifest and make it happen. And Mm -hmm. then we all get really frustrated because (laughs) that only works for freaking 10% of us plus Mm -hmm. or minus some of the man gens who can totally do that when they're following their strategy and authority. And this is not, if you're sitting there like, Alyssa, I totally can manifest. And I'm like, not a manifester. (laughs) Um, yes, you can very good, but not not really, not the way that a manifester manifests. And this is where there is a lot of nuance. And as soon as you start following your strategy and authority, you'll, you'll, you'll go, Oh, Mm. Oh, that's what she was talking about. Because by all Mm. means, a generator can manifest absolute abundance better than almost any type. Yeah. Right. If they're just following their strategy and authority, but the minute that generator starts to go, Oh, I'm going to start initiating stuff. Mm -hmm no one wants to be around them mm-hmm. because it feels like they're grasping for something, mm. not because they're a bad person, but because the mechanics of their aura are supposed to be warm and inviting, invite you in mm-hmm. to give them an opportunity to respond to mm-hmm. from their sacral. Mm-hmm. But if they come up to you and they're like, oh, I think we should do this thing. Let's do this thing. And you don't ask them back. Do you actually want to do this thing? And they mm. go, uh-huh, cool. Then, you know, but most of us aren't actually practicing feeling into the mechanics of someone's aura and then engaging with them that way and so I think that's what you just spoke to Cheyenne which is like we're both practicing utilizing Mm -hmm. the mechanics of our aura to be ourselves and then utilizing our understanding of the other for Mm -hmm. me understanding that Cheyenne is a manifester and that she's going to inform me (laughs) and that when she informs me it's not it's not for any reason other than like, this is what's in her awareness Mm -hmm. and what she's in the process of manifesting. And I'm either, I'm going to respond from my G centered authority and tell her stories about where I'm at in Mm -hmm. receiving that information. Mm -hmm. And that flow works as opposed to me trying to be like, Cheyenne, (laughs) I'm going to inform you now, which, which to be fair, it's both and right. Like totally the manifestors Well, actually hold on. I really want to pause because I want to be clear on this as yeah. you are listening. Everyone's strategy is for them and for them to use. Mm. Mm-hmm. So if you are a manifester, you should inform and you should be getting informed. Mm-hmm. If you're a projector. You should be not just waiting to be recognized, but also recognizing things in other people. Mm. Cheyenne just spoke to it when I said to her, Cheyenne, you're really good at informing. That was me recognizing. And I didn't have to do it by thinking because we're both Mm. in the mechanics of our aura doing, doing the flow, being in the flow. That was me recognizing that, right? So if you are a generator, you are going to respond yes but there might be moments where you actually extend the opportunity for someone else to respond Mm -hmm. and then you can ask them hey can you ask me back yeah it's a two-way street it's a dance and that's why it's like the more we can understand and track transits which y'all wait till you see this app seriously we'll get to the app pivot in a second 
But the system isn't just one way. It's a two-way street. It's a dance. And that's Mm -hmm. what's super fun about it is that your life isn't going to just change because you're following your strategy and authority, but your life's going to change because you're going to learn how to interface with other people by utilizing their strategy and tapping into their inner authority. And that's a lot more effective, in my opinion, and truthful than asking our conditioning Mm. a question. Mm. Totally. Yeah. Cause it, and I think it brings that really important perspective of like the experiment, you know what I mean? So, and that's, that is like what we're doing, whether we know it or not, when we're like interacting with people day to day, you know, and it's like, it's also, it's an experiment, but it's also what you spoke to earlier briefly was just like the idea of, is it a failure when something Mm -hmm. doesn't work? out how you think it will right so like you you going about your life and interacting is that not giving you exactly is it not working out or is it working out and is it just something that you're like oh I failed I might as well give up (laughs) or is it like how can you like learn a different way of interacting a different framework a different you know can we use someone else's strategy to help like that interaction go a little little more seamlessly you know Mm, and super well said yeah, it's really interesting to like, I mean, it definitely makes you wish that you just knew everybody's design. <laughs> and you will when you have a human design app, which yeah. you can totally see other people's <laughs> designs. And Cheyenne's creating this really cool Bluetooth feature that y'all are going to love. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and this is where, you know, Cheyenne and I were kind of like ideating about what we wanted to talk about in this first episode because I mean there's so much to talk about with human mm-hmm. design and we pretty much just want you to hear our voices this one and be like, <laughs> okay this is how Cheyenne feels and this is how Alyssa feels and get a little bit of a feel for the flow of things but we both were feeling into the concept of understanding and how this system has extended understanding and I looked up the definition of understanding and there's so many but one mm. of the ones that i felt like it really resonated for human design specifically and for the portal app is to be sympathetically or knowledgeably knowledgeably aware of the character or nature of something someone an experience mm-hmm. so think about that for a, se- a second it like merges systems which human design has all of this circuitry in it when you're looking at someone's body graph And there's different tiers to circuitry. We'll talk about it in an episode later down the road. Um, But I love how that specific definition touches on sympathetic, right? Mm -hmm. Like when we hear that word, we think of like feeling the other, Mm -hmm. but then also knowledge, more of like a logical analytical. Mm -hmm. So it's like an awareness of both things Mm -hmm. that allow you to understand the character or Mm -hmm. be more aware of the character of something or the nature. And then it's like, when you can do that, whether it's for yourself or the other or both, mm-hmm. you really come into almost this like transitory state where you stop existing as a victim and you start mm. existing as someone who feels empowered to just have experiences. Mm. And yeah. to me, that's the portal part, mm-hmm. that like entry point into a totally different experience. Totally. And I would even say, so with the, the definition of understanding mm. that like, so this is how I think about empathy. I think empathy is actually 
it's not sympathy, right? It's not just like being overwhelmed by your feelings and like matching. That's kind of like a little bit of like codependency in a way where it's like, you're, you're so in someone else's experience that you can't separate yourself. But I think of empathy as like the ability to have, or to, to experience the feelings of another but have the separation that you can like have logical processes and understanding around it. Does that make sense? So like, I would say like that, yeah, like that is empathy. And that is actually what, what we're doing with human design, right? It's like the ability to understand the other so that you can also understand yourself. What's you and what's them, you know, what's the, what's like, are you taking on everything from everyone else and what what is actually coming from you? And that's so hard when you've never, yeah, when you don't have a tool to like sort that out. You know what I mean? That can be yes. really, really confusing. <laughs> yes, like I, as you said that, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm sure. And if you're one of them, just take a deep breath and put your hand over your heart and like take a second because I think this is a very normal part of the human experience. But I'm sure that there are humans who exist who don't realize that they are not the other person or like that they're not responsible for the other person. And really all they're responsible for is their own feelings and their own thoughts and being informed by those things and Mm -hmm. being informed by their own experience, as opposed to like you just explained so eloquently, like really like over attaching Mm -hmm. to the other person's experience, which actually disempowers both people. Totally. I love that you just brought that in. And that's where like, you know, to bring this back around to the actual app and the value of having this on your phone, there's lots of apps that exist. Mm -hmm. And we're not sitting here saying that this app's going to save the world, even though I think both of us have that as an unspoken hope up until this point. It would be nice, but I mean, (laughs) it's okay if it doesn't, but it'd be cool. (laughs) It might just be, you know, for fun. Yeah. Also fun. It's great. Um, But to really bring it back around to like why human design in an app form Mm. and why, how we're going to have it set up, which is, Mm. you know, Cheyenne, I'd love to hear you speak to that too a little bit, but our values here and what we're really focusing on is like creating an app that you can use for in real time, self-reflection in real time, understanding, Mm -hmm. and not just like you know, how I perceive it is like, there's like this kind of fixed nature that we all have, right? Like we all have like a nature that's kind of like our essence. Mm -hmm. And then that gets molded and shaped by our experiences and our perception of the experiences by our environments. And so it's like, this app is going to not just allow you to have an understanding of that kind of fixed nature or essence, but also Mm. of how you are molded mm. and influenced by the other and your environment and the transits and not again not to define those things but to give you points of view to reflect on mm. in real time so that you know let's say if you have emotional authority so that in real time you can start to notice hey i have emotional authority that means that part of my process is moving through some really uncomfortable lows that then bring me clarity Mm. and understanding and more energy and more awareness to then take into my highs, repeat, Mm -hmm. right? Like, and that allows for acceptance or for someone who's like, oh, I have, um, let's say an open emotional center, an undefined emotional center. And I live with someone who 
has an emotional process and I'm feeling them in their emotional process and I'm learning how to in real time not take their emotional process personally mm-hmm. right so it's giving you all these little points of orientation and all of these little points of understanding so that in real time you can get more clear mm. on your experience not as a fact but as a perspective mm. so what I'm really curious about from your standpoint and design wise, what are your like true hopes as people interface with this app? What are your true hopes for people? Like, what do you want them to experience? What do you want to shift for them? Hmm. That's a really good question. Yeah. So, I mean, one of the, one of the features that I actually, it wasn't, when we first started talking about it, it wasn't the thing that I originally thought would be the most, we'll say like valuable feature. But once we started talking about it, I realized that I actually think it is in a way, one of the most valuable features. And that is going to be basically the ability that when you're tracking a transit, which is kind of basically conditioning, you can look at it through the lens of conditioning, right? From the outside world. Um, we're going to build in a feature where you can then um, reflect on the conditioning that you're experiencing and you can leave a note for yourself. And what that does is it gives you that ability to start basically collecting data on your own life. You're being like a scientist of your own life. And it's like, you know, every time I have my sacral center defined, I don't normally have that in my body graph. I feel like this and this and this. And then you can go back and look through that and have that kind of fed back to you when you have your sacral center defined again. Mm -hmm. And I think that that in itself is just such a valuable thing to have a container that is like giving you the space for that. Um, Because I think that's what an app is, right? Mm -hmm. It's like you interface with it, how you're going to interface with it. And so the, the role of design is to try to kind of guide someone through, through an app and not like 100% control their behavior, but you do want to be able to like give them a certain experience when they're moving through the app. And so the features that you choose, the the look of it, the actual like interface design, all of that's going to change how people interact with the app. And so our hope I think is to like create this kind of container for really starting to look at like your own energy, your own body graph, And then also anytime you're looking at something that isn't yours, we want to loop it back to you, if that makes sense. So it's like, make it clear that this is not, this is not you. Like what you're looking at is like something else and have that be something that you then reflect on like, and how are you experiencing that? Like, how is that showing up for you? Mm. If that makes sense. Yeah, it totally makes sense. Yeah. And that's for people who are listening well, actually, let me say, first of all, thank you for that. Cause I think that is going to be, I'm so excited for that. Yeah. Well, that feature, um, for people who are listening and are like, okay, what is a transit? Um, if you can imagine that in the sky all the time, there are constellations, right? There are like maps. Let's just keep it really simple. There are maps of stars that are laid out by way of once upon a time, people going, oh, that looks like a crab. That looks like these twigs. That looks like a scorpion. And then giving those constellations archetypes. Those constellations create an orientation that we can use in the sky 
that's pretty fixed and we can watch how planets mm. be it the moon jupiter saturn uranus mercury mars venus etc pluto neptune we can watch how they move through those constellations and then take the archetypes of the planets and the archetypes of the constellations and make sense of or some sort of sense of subjectively <laughs> how those archetypes together can can be influencing us or impacting us and so in cheyenne is referring to a transit we're looking at a planet moving through a constellation and as that happens through the lens of human design there are micro archetypes within each constellation that we refer to as gates and gates correlate with the hexagrams of the I Ching. Now, if you're like, holy shit, Alyssa's supposed to be making this more clear and she's saying a lot of language that I'm not really sure what it means, don't fear. There's going to be many more an episode where we will dive into what do you mean a gate? What do you mean a hexagram? But more importantly, that information will all be available to you on the portal app. Mm. So, you know, you can just go and look at that when the time is right. Um, that being said, as planets move through constellations and therefore through gates, there are lines, another variable, to each gate that lend even more specific of an archetype. And what that does is those gates and lines correlate with our body graph. They correlate with energetic centers and archetypes in our body graph. And it actually changes, as Cheyenne said, how we experience energy how we experience energy in our body. And so when we're talking about transits, what we're actually talking about is how in real time is the energy of our body under the potential influence of the electromagnetic impact of planets. Or if you don't wanna take it in that perspective, you could also just say, how are we under the influence of different archetypes? You know, however it works for you whatever flavor you like, it's there for you. But when she's talking about transits, that is something that you will be able to actually see in real time in the app and then make notes on, oh yeah, when my emotional center gets defined, I feel like really sensitive to almost everything. And I'm not really sure why. Well, okay, cool. If you know that every time, then you can stop getting bothered by it and start getting informed by it. And that's going to be a really fun and dynamic feature to use. That's a really good line right there. Stop getting bothered by it and start getting informed by it. I like that. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I mean, is that not, like, yes, I don't know my, my experience as a, let's just use archetypes for a second here, a projector with three defined centers. I have a defined Ajna throat and G center. And then if we're looking through the astrological lens, I've got a Cancer Sun, a Pisces Moon. Um, and those are all really receptive archetypes. Mm, and so mm-hmm. for me, something that was super transformational about human design was instead of feeling everything and then mm. identifying with it or thinking I mm. caused it or thinking that um, it was mine to just like sit in and be reactive mm. to, what was so transformational and still is for me is feeling everything. And then being able to just be like, okay, cool. This is trying to teach me something. This is trying yeah. to inform me of something that I can then use in my experience. Um, and so all of a sudden for me, I went from being so receptive and kind of feeling like 
paralyzed from mm. the amount of receptivity mm-hmm. um, or reactive to mm-hmm. feeling really passive to it and just being like, cool, this is information passing through me. Yeah. And as it passes through, I'm getting informed by it. And that felt like so liberating mm. to just conceptualize it that way and have that like little seed of conception of like, oh, wow, that, that little shift in how I'm perceiving that just radically changed my whole experience as a being. Yeah, totally. And that actually, this reminds me of a, I'm not going to get the quote completely right, but I just read it this morning, but it said basically like, if you're like sailing, sailing, you know, around the world and you change your course of direction by one degree, you end up at the top of the world by the end. But like the idea basically of like, that's kind of like what you're getting at. It's like yes. the seed, right? It's like this little, little nugget that maybe even when you first, when it's first planted, you ignore it for a very long time, <laughs> you know, right. like, but eventually like that little trajectory change, like, yeah, puts you in a whole other universe in a way, you know? And I think that's like, I don't know. That's pretty, that's pretty cool. And that's what we all hope for right. <laughs> in a way, right. you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, and this is something, I mean, this is like one of my favorite phrases and it's so cliche, but it's like the have your cake and eat it too thing, right? It's mm-hmm. like, if you can have your cake and eat it too, that's a really great thing. If you can mm-hmm. be moving through your experience and also enjoy your experience mm-hmm. and learn from your experience and be enriched by your experience and mm-hmm. be able to connect with people through that. Like, life, yeah. like, is that not what we're here for? <laughs> yeah. That would be the ideal way to exist in life. Right. And with the portal app, that's going to be, I believe, more accessible mm-hmm. because it is an in real time tool that will catalyze this like information that is structured into systems that we can use really easily mm-hmm. is revolutionary. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I looked at the amount of hours that I just independently, and I'm sure you can relate to this, spent like learning the system and you know, going through trainings for this system. And I mean, I could learn a lot more, but just like searching through the data to try to create oh, a yeah. system in my own head of perception and a system that's clear enough to teach. Um, there's a lot of time there. And so it's like, yeah. when you have an app that's done that for you, and then just asks you, Hey, with the data that we're providing for you, collect your own data. Yeah. And then merge them together that's so efficient and streamlined. Totally. Oh my gosh. No wonder my projector self was like, yes, 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 uh, yes, please. It's and streamlined. Um, it's so efficient and streamlined and it's going to be, I, I really do think amazing, not just for like individuals, but mm. for people in relationships, which mm-hmm. are all of us, um, mm-hmm. practitioners who have clients who they're utilizing human design with, um, you know, groups or businesses, like there's so many spaces and places that we can utilize the system of human design to just create more ease. Mm. And it's not necessarily more like, oh, we just want to make things easier. It's if you've ever tried to swim against the current, Mm. you've ever tried to go against your own nature because you felt like you had to, you know, it's not enjoyable. Mm -mm it's incredibly frustrating. It's depleting. You don't feel satisfied by it. You get Mm. bitter, you get angry, you get disappointed. Yeah. When you can go with your nature and swim with the flow of things, 
not only are things easy, but you can do things that you never thought you could do because you're utilizing the momentum that's already there. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's what portal is going to do. It is a portal into understanding and with understanding comes this kind of grace and ease. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I think the, I mean, you spoke to this, but it's like the portal app. I mean, our goal with it is to create that container for people to have it accessible. Like I think in this day and age, you can go on the internet and you can learn pretty much anything, which is pretty crazy in itself that like we have access to that much information, but something that I've found, um, is like what you were speaking to, whereas you can spend hundreds of hours trying to like digest information, but also sort through information Mm -hmm. that I think is like a huge energy suck of like, what is the information that you really want to like take away from what you're reading and what you're trying to learn about. And because there are hundreds and thousands of websites, right. That you can go to and get all sorts of different information from it's like the filtering process is just, it's more important than it's ever been to be able Mm. to do that. But the plus side of having an app where we've kind of done that work for you is that, you know, it, it, it lets you quickly and easily. And like, you can free up a lot more brain space so that you can just show up and, and really get the most out of it instead of spending the time, like Googling, what is gate 25 and line one? And what does that mean? And you know what I mean? It's so, yeah, I think it will be a really valuable tool. I do too. I do too. Yeah, it really will be. And um, if you guys are sitting here listening to this and you're like, okay, I have questions. Um, great. <laughs> great. That's what we want. We want your yeah. questions, send them to us, connect with us. Um, we want to hear things. We want to hear more about what you want to hear about um, to kind of project out into the future. As far as what we're hoping for with this podcast is um, Cheyenne had the brilliant idea of kind of creating like an anthology of all different human experiences mm. and filtering them through the lens of human design so that as you, as you learn human design and you focus on following your strategy and authority, which is the most important part, I'm going to say that a million times on this podcast, <laughs> um, as you do that, you can also hear back from other people who maybe are using human design and maybe aren't, but will always draw the parallels back to human design. Mm-hmm. And if there's one thing that I know, especially as a projector, if you are a projector listening to this, you know, for, mo- for most of the population, knowing yourself is knowing your magic, right? Knowing yourself is being like, cool, this is who I am. This is what I'm here for. If you're a projector, this podcast is totally for you to listen to because you're actually going to learn human design better and learn your own design better the more you listen to other people talk about living their design or talking about Mm. their design and getting that feedback um so I say all of that to say what we are going to do here is we're going to talk to people about their life and then draw parallels to human design and that way when you go in portal you can immediately conceptualize that that is what you're doing you're drawing Mm -hmm. parallels between your life experience and your human design not as a defining anything but as a point of reference a Mm. point of reference that will help you to get more clear to understand to have that empathy to have that knowledge and hopefully in that process enjoy the refinement of continuously becoming more and more yourself yeah 
Yeah. And um, also, if anyone out there is like interested in being one of those people, mm-hmm. definitely let us know. We have some people that are definitely on a list, but, you know, we're always open to just connecting with new people and um, yeah, you can learn a little bit about your design. We can learn about you. It'll be lots of fun. It will be lots of fun. And speaking of lots of fun, um, we'll have some links coming up here for you to um, actually become a beta tester, to become someone who um, even is investing in this app, someone who is saying, you know what, I, I see this as a vision. I want to use this with my business. I want to use this for my kids, for my family, for my experience. We're going to have different ways that you can invest in this app and invest in the creation of this app and also get some fun little things back in, you know, in exchange um, as you invest in us, we want to invest in you. And essentially that is what we're doing by making this app. This At this point, this app is a labor of love yeah. from two <laughs> non-sacral beings. Um, but, you know, as Ra always says, like business happens and selling happens from the not self. So we're just rolling with it right now. And yeah. we'd love to have some investors because truly we have big ideas and big dreams for this app. And um, there's going to be a lot of dynamic unfolding happening within the next couple of months as far as the portal app and the portal podcast go. So please tune in, follow those links, share those links, talk to us, talk to other people. We'd love to get you engaged. Yeah, definitely. Um, Cheyenne, anything else that you want to share today? I think that, I think that about sums it up, but also absolutely does not sum it up. So I think we're at a good spot. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll leave you hanging there and um, yeah, keep your eyes peeled. Listen in, like we said, if you have any questions, send them our way. We'll have a link to contact us in the show notes. And otherwise, cheers. Thank you for all who are engaging and sharing. And we will talk to you next time on the Portal Podcast. Yeah. Thanks, you guys. 